They yeah. were big black ants. Oh my but gosh. They were all over me. <laughs> and like, everybody's so- just slapping me like John's mom and his sister and John. They're all just like slapping them off of me. I'm just getting <laughs> pummeled by hands. And then everyone who was helping me got ants on them too, just not as many. It oh was, my gosh. Oh, it was <laughs> the worst. It was incredible. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like birds. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Oh, Canada. I don't know the words to the national anthem. God save the queen. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even the tune. (laughs) Oh, man. We love Canada. Uh, Beavers, maple syrup, and the maple leaf. Red flag. (laughs) Hockey are some of our favorite things. Ryan Reynolds. Celine Dion. (laughs) Shania Twain. (laughs) Today's episode, we are going to your true north, Canada. And we are so excited to be exploring this awesome area. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. We're going to be talking about making our way a road trip through the Canadian Rockies National Parks. And it's just going to be so much fun. I know. I'm so excited. We figured since we've been talking about Glacier for the past couple of weeks that we would throw some Canada in there with it because uh, typically when we're up in Glacier, it's really, really hard not to just sneak on up into Canada and do a few things. Oh, yeah. So, man, those Canadian Rockies, can they be beat? They've got I don't it. think so. They've got it going on, man. They do. They, they are awesome. They, they do. They're so beautiful. A lot of times people just, like you said, they kind of sneak up in there. If they're visiting Glacier, they just visit Waterton. But today we're going to do like the whole Canadian Rockies road trip. Yeah, man. If you can swing this, I say... Give yourself two weeks Mm -hmm. to do this route that we talk about. You can always do more time Mm -hmm. um, easily. I mean, we've spent weeks in Banff and Jasper still have things to go back and do. Yeah. (laughs) So you, you won't run out of things to do. But yeah, for this, you could tack on a couple of weeks at the end of your glacier trip and get to all five of these national parks we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so we're talking about Waterton, we're talking about Banff, we're talking about Jasper, and we're going to hit Yoho and Kootenai as well. And so a really awesome loop that will bring you back down just on the other side, you know, from if you go up on the east side of Glacier, hit Waterton, go up, down and come around, you'll come down on the west side. Yep, it's perfect. It's perfect addition to your glacier trip. That's why uh, starting, I would start in either Glacier National Park when you're done. Um, if you start over on the St. Mary side, it's real quick and easy to get up to Waterton. So that's how we'll outline it. If you're not going to Glacier first, or if you're just wanting to do Canada, you can easily, easily fly into Calgary and do this whole loop too. Mm-hmm. Calgary is a really good central location for all of these national parks, makes it super easy. And then again, give yourself about two weeks to get through this. Right. So let's start when you're done in Glacier National Park. Go out the east side. Uh, we're starting from St. Mary and we're heading up to Waterton Lakes National Park, which is, it shares a border with Glacier. Mm-hmm. And so it's just on the Canadian side of Glacier. And you're only talking about a one and a half hour drive to Waterton from yeah. St. Mary. Mm-hmm. So it's not long. You do have to go through the border crossing. So you will want to be prepared for that. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are always uncomfortable because I always feel like, did I bring everything I needed? You know? I know. <laughs> are they going to take my stuff away? Do or? I have avocados and fruit? You know, what do I have? Which I did. I got busted. <laughs> uh, they totally That's caught true. me when I drank. That was a little bit true to too too true yeah, to real life. Yeah, it was avocados, okay, and they were expensive, and I <laughs> conveniently forgot that I had them. Right. So, um, but yeah, so you will go through a border crossing. Um, if you're going up from St. Mary, so 
The fastest way would be to go on the Chief Mountain Highway and to go through the Chief Mountain uh, border crossing. But that one is a really small border crossing and it hasn't been opened for the past couple of years. So I don't know uh, if they plan on opening that again or if they're just like having a hard time staffing it or whatnot. I don't know um, really what's going on with that one. But if that one is closed, so you'll want to double check. Right. (laughs) Don't drive there um, without checking first because it might not be open. But there is one just outside of Cardston, another border crossing that's really easy to go through. That one stays open. That's like the main border crossing in that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, It takes a little bit longer to get to Waterton if you go that way, but not enough to make it a Uh, no-go. Right. Not a big deal. So you'll go through that border crossing and then um, you get up into Canada and then you cut over to Waterton. It is so cool. So if you do go from Cardston, what is so crazy cool, and you'll notice this as you're on the east side of Glacier too, like you're suddenly in grasslands. Yeah, which is so, you get up into Canada and you're like, what What is all this grass? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and as you go through, especially on the Canadian side, a lot of it is farmland. And there's some really like beautiful fields of flowers that we noticed. I don't know what they're farming, but it looked like they were just farming wildflowers was what it looked yeah, like no. to me. <laughs> it, it was some type of grass or, <laughs> or something in bloom. It, it was <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. It was so pretty. But you come up on Waterton, it's like suddenly rising out of the grasslands, goes from flat to boom, suddenly big giant mountains. And it is so pretty. And I talked a little bit about this in the Glacier Fun Facts episode how Glacier was formed by a geological formation called the Lewis Thrust. And so Waterton is formed. It's it's all the same formation, you know, just because there's a, a national border doesn't mean that anything to geology. And so it's yeah. all the same formation. The views are a lot the same as what you see in Glacier. Right. It's not, you know, hugely different mm-hmm. from Glacier, but I do love Waterton Lakes. Yeah, it's awesome. And actually, if you take the boat tour in Waterton, you'll actually end the boat tour in America. Yeah. Like the far end of the lake is in America. Oh, and that boat tour, do not skip it. That boat tour is phenomenal. Some of the best views that you can get of Waterton National Park, you'll find along that boat tour. Yeah, it's so cool. So that's definitely, um, that would be like my number one thing that I would say to do there. If you're going to go over to Waterton Lakes, make sure you take the boat tour on the lake so that you can actually see the big peaks and, and you know, see the all the beautiful scenery in that area from the lake. Mm-hmm. One thing that I thought was super unique, like compared <laughs> to America's national parks, when you go to Canada, something that really surprised us was how there's like cities and villages inside the national parks. Man, that threw me. <laughs> that just like, I was like, wait, there's a whole city and it's part of the national park? I'm like, couldn't you have like put your borders a little different, you know, so the city is not part of the park, but the cities there are part of the parks. Yeah. And yeah, that totally threw me the first time we went up to Canada. I was just like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, and like, if you're, if you're comparing it to Glacier, you know, you've got West Glacier, you know, it, well, you've got Apgar, you know, it has a couple of hotels and a few gift shops, you know, but this is like an actual city. Yeah, in I mean, Canada. In Waterton Lake's case, you know, it's it's more like a town. It's right. small. But once we get up into like Banff, it's just like, what? What is this doing here? <laughs> uh, but for Waterton Lakes, yeah. So you've got the town and it's super cute town. Mm-hmm. Lots of good food. You can get beaver tails here. So if you're really wanting the full Canadian experience, yeah, maybe. go and get a beaver tail. If you don't know what a beaver tail is, it's like the best decorated scone of your life. They're really <laughs> Just good. Just take like a, a scone, elongate it by like 18 inches, slather some Nutella or peanut butter on it, and then throw on a bunch of toppings. Yeah. It's awesome. You can get uh, poutine if you're... Just have time to go to Waterton. You can get all the Canadian things that you want. You'll find syrup at the Prince of Wales Hotel. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you'll so you'll good. find what you want. You can get all the Canadian stuff here. You um, can get heart disease in your three-day trip to Waterton. No problems. I know. You love poutine. I found one place that I really like poutine, and it's not even in Canada. So. Yes, and if you don't know what poutine is, let me describe it to you. Imagine the world's best French fries. And on top of that world's best French fries is the world's best gravy. And then on top of the world's best gravy 
is the world's best cheese. Cheese so, curds, usually. <laughs> <laughs> if there's such thing as the world's best cheese curds. Oh, man. It's so good. It just warms you on the inside. It's so good. I'm it's not because sold. It's pure cholesterol and sodium. You know what I will say, though? I really like uh, if you go to Wieners of Waterton, they have really good fries with dips. The I sauces love, are yeah. magic. Canada does a good job with their sauces. So I'm more of a fry sauce gal where I just like to have really yummy dips for my fries, not necessarily have them like slathered in gravy mm-hmm. and cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> but Wieners of Waterton has really good. They have this. Uh, it's like a rosemary Parmesan dip that is to die for. So yeah. good. So oh, those are so good. That's what I prefer. But John goes for the poutine. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, why wouldn't you? What are some of your other favorite things to do in Waterton? We, we've we spent a lot of time in Waterton. It's always windy. Yes. We'll just mention that. Uh, that just for whatever reason, the wind coming off the lakes, it's just like, it's always windy. So we hate tent camping there. Yeah. It's the worst being in a tent because it's just windy all night. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I can't think of a time we've been to Waterton where it hasn't been windy. Yeah, that's that's my least favorite feature. But I mean, it's such a long lake. Yeah. And so it, it kind of makes sense. But it's just, it's like being on the beach, you know, there's always wind at the beach, generally speaking. Yeah, it's speaking. cold wind, though. So be prepared. It is cold. But, uh, it's what, always windy and cold there. <laughs> it is. But so we, we mentioned earlier the, the boat tour. That is pretty darn cool. One of my other favorite things to do in the park, I really liked the hike up to Bertha Falls. Yeah. That I thought beautiful. that was super cool. Now, a few years ago, there was a massive wildfire that just ravaged Waterton. And so the whole area, you'll just see burnt up tree stumps everywhere. However, one positive thing to that wildfire is, and you'll notice it a lot, especially we noticed it a ton on this Bertha Falls Trail, the wildflowers that came after the wildfire were incredible. Yeah. And so like they were talking about how some of the park rangers that we saw there were talking about how wildflower blooms like this haven't happened in decades. But now that the canopy and the trees are all gone, it just opened up like all seeds from long, long ago from an, who knows where they came from, but just so many different kinds of wildflowers. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And you make your way around the mountain over to this waterfall. And it's actually really pretty. But for me, the wildflowers stole the show on that hike for me. Beware of the killer ants. <laughs> oh my gosh. World's funniest story. <laughs> was no, it th- funny? Was it? <laughs> Tell me it was funny. You think so? Okay. So this, like I said, this wildfire, it went all throughout Waterton and we were in a different section. We were on the road to the Red Rock Canyon is where we were headed or we were coming back from. But we stopped because the wildflowers were so pretty. We wanted to get some pictures. All of us, we stopped at this little pullout. We got out of the car and we walked out there. I always thought we were just, you know, taking some pictures. And then all of a sudden... I was just taking some pictures. (laughs) I was minding my own business. Ash wasn't even like wandered off into the field of wildflowers. She had literally like taken two steps off the road onto kind of like the grass that is kind of next to the road. And she kind of bent down... And she's like taking some pictures, getting the flowers really close. Well, anyways, I'm just like with the boys or my parents were there too. And we were all just talking for a second, admiring the flowers. And then all of a sudden we hear this blood curdling scream. (laughs) (laughs) Get them off me. Get them off me. I'm covered in ants. Get them off me. And I thought that, you know, I didn't realize. I thought she was being dramatic. Yeah. Exaggerating to the point of just you know, being crazy. And so I I do that so often. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a very dramatic person, John. So I'm just stand I'm literally standing. I was getting a bird's eye view from standing in the truck. And she is on the ground doing a dance and I'm laughing at her, like laughing. And so I I do get down out of the truck to see if there's anything I can do to come and help. And then I got a close look at what was actually happening. It was like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls ants coming up out of the earth and like covering her legs. They were not just on my legs. 
I was pulling my clothes off. <laughs> they were crawling all up in me. They were like in between my breasts. Like they were like in my hair. They were like trying to get up in my ears. And I was like pulling my shoes off because they were going down into my shoes. Oh my god! And yeah, and they were just covering my legs and they were all over my arms. And they weren't just little ants. They were the big ones. Yeah. Luckily, they weren't. I don't think I got bit. They weren't like the big red ants. They yeah. were big black ants. Oh my gosh. But they were all over me. <laughs> and like, everybody's so- just slapping me like John's mom and his sister and John. They're all just like slapping them off of me. I'm just getting <laughs> pummeled by hands. And then everyone who was helping me got ants on them too. Just not as many. It oh was, my gosh. Oh, it was <laughs> the worst. It was incredible. I did go from laughing to serious really fast for everybody just so you know i was not being overly dramatic (laughs) he learned that really fast but yeah we we definitely noticed like oh man (laughs) it's the danger hidden under the beauty of the wildflowers (laughs) in waterton national park careful with the wildflowers it was it was crazy yeah i've never had an experience like that where ants literally you you did not have that experience i had that experience (laughs) you just got a front row seat yep that's where Um, i'd like to be for any time that happens a a couple other really cool things to do in waterton lakes oh oh my gosh i have the creepy crawlies now i can feel (laughs) the ants on me the bears hump hike is really cool it takes you to this really cool viewpoint up and above the town and you look out to the lakes you can see the prince of wales hotel really well um which is just one of the most iconic hotels that you can go stop at. you mm-hmm. got to stop at the Prince of Wales. Cameron Lake, that's an awesome place if you want to go paddling, uh, if you just want just really beautiful lake views surrounded by mountains. Mm-hmm. Cameron Lake is probably my favorite. Yeah. In addition to like Waterton Lake and doing the boat tour. Right. Just to get those really pretty water views. Red Rock Canyon is really fun. You can go down there. You want to wear your swimsuit. You can hike up the water. There's little like natural slides that you can slide down. Yeah. Uh, We just, our kids love that spot. It's really fun to hang out there. It was a blast. We didn't realize that it was like a swimming hole the first time we were there. And so we were like underprepared. You yeah, know, but <laughs> we still tried, but uh, we did go back the next day with our swimsuits. So uh, that that's a really fun spot. It's a really good family spot. And then you've got Cameron Falls, which is right in the town site. And so uh, that's yep. a really easy one to get to. But those, I think, are my top favorite things to do in Waterton Lakes. Absolutely. And the Prince of Wales Hotel, really, it, it's so gorgeous. And it's a major focal point of the whole park. And it's if it's this gigantic beautiful hotel that has been um that was built by like the the great northern railroad you know back like in the 19 early 1900s and so it's super pretty it's really gorgeous it's on this hill above the lake so it kind of reminds me of the castle from like monty python and the holy grail that's got like all of the frenchmen that are like guarding that, that are inside of it. I don't think you've seen that movie recently, so you don't know what I'm. I've talking seen about. that movie once, and I'll never watch it again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? Ugh. Anyways, but yes, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Prince of Wales Hotel is a definite need to need to see. So that's Waterton. It's a pretty small national park. There's not a ton to do there. So. Give yourself a day or two to explore the area and really enjoy uh, that part while you're so close to Glacier. Again, Mm -hmm. it's just really easy to pop up there from Glacier. So going beyond Waterton, though, that's when it starts getting really, really good. Uh, So you'll drive about four hours to get to Banff National Park, which who doesn't want to go to Banff National Park? Yeah, it is so beautiful. I thought that Glacier was super pretty. And then I thought that Waterton was super pretty. And then, you know, you get to Banff and you're just like, oh my gosh, there's so many beautiful mountains and snow-capped peaks and then glaciers, you know, and glacier-fed It's just, it's so beautiful. So the cool thing about Banff is that it's actually Canada's first national park. It was established in 1885. So not even that long after Yellowstone. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Beyond it just being Canada's first national park, I mean, it is absolutely epic. Oh, there's yeah. just the mountains are massive and they're these big, beautiful, like 
really recognizable mountains, I feel like. Yeah, they're the sharp. The shape, yeah. They're all sharp. Man, it's so crazy to be up there and just be surrounded by these mountains. And then you've just got lakes everywhere and mm-hmm. you've got wildlife everywhere and tons of water, <laughs> yeah. tons of big trees, massive hiking trails, you know. Oh, it's Banff. <laughs> it's Banff. And, yeah, and just like, you know, Glacier National Park in America is named after the handiwork of all the glaciers. And you can really see it there, big U-shaped valleys. But that continues all the way up here into the Canadian Rockies. And Banff has great examples of big, giant U-shaped valleys with these sharp peaks, you know, that were all carved out by glaciers and the remnants of which, you know, we get to hike on and everything today. But that's where all these lakes came from. That's why the water is always so beautiful in all these it's lakes that and rivers. It's beautiful like glacial water too, yeah. you know, where it has like the cool colors. It's amazing. We did mention before, you know, how these Canada national parks have towns in them. Mm-hmm. And so the city of Banff is part of the national park right and that's what i think banff more than anywhere else it was like because people come to banff for all sorts of different reasons right so it's not just like the national parkies like us who are just like we just want to see the national parks and hike you know you've got like all these people who are there for the like five-star michelin restaurants and (laughs) you know that are paying like a thousand dollars a night to stay in these luxury hotels right you know, when you walk downtown Banff, it's like massively expensive luxury goods uh-huh. and stuff. And so it just it adds this really weird level to the national park that I think as national park people, it's mm-hmm. like, Ugh, yeah. what is this? <laughs> but it, it's part of the experience. Right. You just, you know, you expect that it's going to be like that and you and you have a good time regardless mm-hmm. of whether you, you know, that's what you like or not. And a lot of like the natural beauty and the natural things to do in the area are right next to the town. And so that adds a different, you know, you get different crowding patterns and different, like there's just, it's just different. And so for me at Banff, it was a little bit harder, I feel like, to do those main things to do Mm-hmm. without just constantly feeling like there's just people everywhere. <laughs> right, yeah. But I mean, it is possible, but just like for some of those busier places and like the things that you absolutely don't want to miss while you're at Banff, just expect, you know, it is going to be busy because there's literally a city right there right. in the middle of the park. Yeah, and last time that we were there, we were there for Canada Day. Yeah, which was the busiest of busy. <laughs> it was like the Macy's Day Parade going down Main Street Banff. Which it was you know? awesome. It was I've super say, cool. It was really fun to be there at that time. Yeah, it was awesome. We're just sitting there eating beaver tails, you know, waving Canadian flags and just celebrating Canada Day. It was so much fun. But yeah, it was a very different national park experience, it, but it was so much fun. What's your favorite thing to do? Oh, my favorite thing to do in Banff Banff is definitely, I loved the Lake Louise area. What part? I liked the Plain of Six Glaciers hike. Okay. That was my favorite thing. And I feel like the two probably most famous lakes in Banff would be Lake Louise and Moraine Lake. For sure. And Lake Louise, I loved the color because it's such a, it was such a cool turquoisey green. You hike around the lake and then you go on to like the Plain of Six Glaciers And beyond Louise Lake, there's this canyon. And then up at the far reaches of the canyon, you can see these glaciers just clinging to and pulling on these cliffs far ahead of you. And it was absolutely gorgeous. It blew me away. That's also where I made the worst weather prediction of my life, if you remember that. Oh, I will never forget that. (laughs) That hike was so funny. (laughs) So when we were at the parking lot, we're getting all of our stuff ready to go and kind of putting on our layers and everything like that. By the way, the Plain of Six Glaciers is not a short hike. No, it's like six and a half miles. Or it, what What does that make it? Nine kilometers? <laughs> our stupid yes. Americans oh who gosh. don't know what everything's in kilometers and we're like, uh, we'll just half it. Yeah, so <laughs> six and a half miles, 1,200 feet of elevation. So whatever the heck they tell you on their signs... You got it from us here. That's what it's in. <laughs> I think my Banff post on Dirt in My Shoes, I put everything in miles and feet because <laughs> I was like, well, 
I'm, I'm speaking to other Americans who also don't know how to use the metric system. <laughs> it's so true. There are so many situations in Canada where Ash and I are now Google Maps is like, turn off in two and a half kilometers. And we're like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> is it right now? <laughs> how long is two and a half kilometers? Oh my gosh. So, and then the speed limit is like 100 kilometers per hour in certain places. And I'm like, yes, I can finally move fast. And then I speed up to it and I'm like, I'm going 50 miles an hour, <laughs> you know? I know. We <laughs> There's were, a three lane highway and I'm we going. We were so off. We, the metric system threw us so bad. So bad. But yeah, so we were at the bottom of Lake Louise putting on all our layers and I could see it looked like it was going to clear. There was some cloudiness and it was raining like a very, very fine mist. And the, the clouds looked like they were going to be thinning and clearing because it was pretty early in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? It'll be okay. We all just need like one layer or something like that. And my youngest son was in a backpack and he was on me and we put just the right amount of stuff on him. Well, as we get higher and higher up the plate of six glaciers, we're getting towards snow fields and the sky is not clear. It was snowing. Yeah. It was like 30 degrees. What is that in Canadian? <laughs> 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And John was in shorts. But I was wearing like a jacket and a sweatshirt. Yeah. We had like one extra sweatshirt. Our kids are freezing. It's snowing in the middle of July. Yeah. We get up to the tea house because they have these cool tea houses in Banff at the end of some of the longer trails, you can get to these tea houses and you can purchase like hot chocolate, tea, cake, mm -hmm. stew. Biscuits. Anyway, yeah. The tea house is totally packed because it's freezing and then <laughs> snowing. <laughs> so we couldn't even get inside the tea house. We had to eat outside. We ordered the warmest food we could possibly get because we're all freezing our butts off. And then, yeah, and we were just, we were so underprepared for that hike. You were way too positive on the weather getting better. Well, our kids were getting cold. And so I literally took everything off that I could. And so I'm basically hiking in shorts and an undershirt yeah. and it's snowing and our kids are wrapped up in everything that I could wrap around them. Uh, yeah, we, I looked... learned, we learned our lesson on that one. <laughs> that was a Don't rough... underestimate yeah. the weather at the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. You know, we also have to talk about Moraine Lake because oh. that's the one that you see a peak surrounding it and just the beautiful turquoise water in the foreground. That one, I mean, it's just, it's as beautiful in person as it is in pictures. It mm -hmm. doesn't disappoint. It's so hard to get parking there. So you do need to take probably the shuttle unless you can just get there before like 5 a.m. Right. Because it does fill up really early. So you've got like... I think our favorite things to do in Banff really are Moraine Lake, um, Lake Louise, go to Caven Basin because that's um, that's right near town. It's right, right in town, but that's actually what was protected mm -hmm. as a national park first. Johnston Canyon, there's some big waterfalls up in there. Um, the ink you, pots. If you hike beyond the waterfalls, you get to the ink pots, which are just gorgeous mountain views all around yes <laughs> lake agnes or the plain of six glacier tea houses like we mentioned you can get to some tea houses up there there's lakes right down by town like vermilion lakes um lake minnewanka there's yeah. just like there's so much to do mount rundle you can i don't know we went up the the gondola and mm -hmm. typically we kind of stay away from stuff like that because it's expensive but that was amazing. Yeah, um, that was I probably just, the one gondola that I've been on that just stands out among all the other gondolas because yeah. it takes you out to the top. The restaurant was the food was actually good and the views were incredible. We saw some bighorn sheep up there or, or they were mountain goats. Maybe mm -hmm. both. I don't remember, but it was so cool. Yeah, I can't remember now either. <laughs> Pretty sure it was. No, I think. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> we saw some awesome One wildlife. We did see some a mama bear and, a, and her cubs. We saw some cubs um, climbing the trees, which is really cool. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. But bam. And that was right by the gondola. It's just crazy. The wildlife, you won't run out of things to do. Banff is phenomenal. We mm -hmm. could do a whole episode on Banff. Maybe we will. But in general, like I would say, give yourself at least four days there if you can. Right. Uh, more if you have it, because you won't run out of things to do in band. <laughs> and then we get to go to our favorite national, one of my, oh, how do you choose a favorite? But Jasper National Park after yeah, Banff. But to get to Jasper, yeah. you drive the Icefields Parkway, which is one of the most incredible drives I've ever done. Yeah. 
And I think the reason being just that you're driving it, you're surrounded by these massive mountains. There's so much cool stuff to see, but there are glaciers everywhere. Yeah. So if you get to Glacier National Park in America and you're like, where are all the glaciers? I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) You just got to drive a little further north. You get up into those Canadian Rockies and man, oh man, Mm -hmm. there are some just massive number of glaciers that you can see just hiking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This ice Or field, driving. Yeah. You, you don't have to work at all to get to some amazing views. You're just like driving on a regular highway road is what it feels like. And you look out left, you see mountains with snow and, and you can see some beautiful lakes and just amazing views. And you look out the right and the same thing and you just keep driving and it doesn't get old. Like it's just new glacier after a new mountain. And it's so cool. What well, a- and we saw... 50 million bears on <laughs> like as we we're driving the Icefields Parkway and getting up into Jasper. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where we didn't even stop for bears anymore, which yeah. I thought would never happen because we love seeing bears. But it was like we'd be driving along the Icefields Parkway. We'd see some cars off to the side of the road. We're like, oh, what do they see? And we'd look and we'd be like, oh, it's just a bear because <laughs> we'd already seen so many bears. I so know. that was really cool, too. Uh, I just I think that area, you've got the glaciers, you've got the lakes, you've got that wildlife as you're driving between Banff and Jasper. Right. We saw a wolf, too, yeah. which was super cool. But yeah, it's rare that you get to the point in any national park where you're like where, where wildlife reaches the don't stop the car. Yeah type of like big wildlife not just like a deer or something i would give yourself a full day driving the icefields parkway yes because there's some really cool things you can do probably the most famous thing is peyto lake Mm -hmm. which is just that's i mean we keep saying like all the turquoise water but this one is a turquoise lake from all the glacial silt you're up you're well above it Mm -hmm. looking down on it and it's surrounded by mountains it's just one of those epic epic views from the canadian rockies yeah so definitely need to stop there yes There's so many things along the Icefields Parkway that I absolutely love. Some of my favorite spots would be, I love the Big Bend. So what Big Bend is, is it goes up this big hill and then the road kind of overlooks a portion of the road that you've already driven. And so that's just kind of cool to kind of see, to put you and the cars in perspective about how big everything is. And so that's a really cool stop. There's so many cool overlooks and places (laughs) to stop though. That one is really, really cool. Yeah. And then my favorite hike on the Icefields Parkway is the Parker Ridge Trail. That yeah. one just blows me away. Because what? So what the Parker Ridge Trail is, you're driving along the road and then you get to this point and it doesn't look like you're stopping anywhere special. But then you park in this parking lot and then you look to where the trail is going. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere special. It takes you up over this hill. But once you get to the top of the hill... You look up and over and there's this giant deep canyon on the other side. And as you look up the canyon, you see the Saskatchewan Glacier is feeding this river and a couple of lakes and everything it's like the that. the headwaters of the Saskatchewan River, right? Yeah. It's right from that glacier. Oh, it's so big too. Yeah. And we took pictures of it. Like, I, I know we have a picture of me standing there with it, like behind me. Mm-hmm. And you cannot get the scope of how massive that canyon and that glacier is. No. It just looks like a mountain with some snow behind me. (laughs) But it was like, I remember standing there and taking that picture and just breathing in and just being full. Yeah. Like my soul was full because it was so massive. Mm -hmm. And just, it's one of those times when I stood there and I was like, I feel small Uh and I love it. Yeah, I love feeling small in just those massive, massive mountains. (laughs) It's so crazy. You really, there's no way to photograph that place in any way, shape or form that can help anybody that's not been there understand what it's like. No, you can't get the scope. You can see how beautiful it is. In the picture, but you don't get just the scope of everything, which is, in my mind, what makes the Canadian Rockies the best. Yeah, they're so <laughs> because awesome. I, there's, uh, there's no place I can think of that I have just thought, wow, 
this is better than Canada. (laughs) 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 Just because everything is massive. Uh The scope is just huge. Yeah. So then you come down off of Parker Ridge and you continue your drive and things even get bigger, which is crazy because then you reach the Columbia ice fields. And that is an amazing stop along the way to to Jasper. Yeah, the Columbia Icefield Discovery Center is basically a big visitor center complex. So you've got a visitor center, you've got gift shops, you've got restaurants, and it's right there along the Icefields Parkway. And then from there, you can take a tour, you get in these giant, what, what do you even call them? Okay, so you can't just call it a bus. No, it's not. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, what's its name? It's like a mining vehicle almost because it's massive. Yeah, they're incredible. If a bus was to become like a transformer, if Optimus Prime was to be a bus, this is what you would be in. You know, (laughs) Autobots, you know, it's it's amazing. The tires look like they're the giant mining vehicle tires. They were taller than me and I'm like six feet tall. And so these tires on these buses are just incredible. And so they're huge. And they actually drive you out onto the Athabasca Glacier. Yeah. So they have like a little road on this glacier that they take these giant buses out and then they drop you off up there. And then you can just kind of, I mean, you don't do much. You just kind of stand on the glacier. (laughs) Um, But it is really cool. Yeah. That's another part of the trip. This last time that we did that where it snowed on us in July, Mm -hmm. it was cold, but it was so fun to be standing there just on top of the glacier. Yeah. It's super cool. And what's crazy is the whole landscape there is alive though. And everything is moving. It's just slowly And so you don't necessarily perceive it. And so it's kind of crazy because the reason that those shuttle buses, if you can call them that, have to have such amazingly tough suspensions and tires is because they're constantly having to drive on glacial moraine and the roads are always changing and the glaciers always moving. And so they have to have these incredibly tough vehicles to get you there safely. And so it's nuts. We talked on our Scary Roads episode we talked about how the road in Denali, you know, was basically sliding down the mountain. Well, this road is doing the same thing. And so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. So that's the highlights of the Icefields Parkway. There's lots of places you can stop. You can easily spend a day or two on here. But our goal in driving the Icefields Parkway from Banff is to get to beautiful Jasper National Park. Yes. Oh, Jasper is just incredible. And Jasper actually has two of my favorite red chair locations. Oh, we haven't (laughs) talked about the red chairs yet. Yeah, exactly. And so so if you don't know what red chairs we're talking about, so in Canada's national parks, they put up some like specific like red chairs in very specific locations. They're like Adirondack chairs. They're really fancy like Like, Adirondack chairs. Like the reclined back red chairs that you lounge in and they put them in a few locations around each national park that just have absolutely gorgeous views. And so Jasper has two of my favorite all-time red chairs. And one of them is actually right above so the Columbia Ice Fields at Wilcox Pass. That's my favorite one in Jasper. <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. And so you hike up Wilcox Pass. I think the whole trail is like four and a quarter miles and you gain like 1,300 feet of elevation. Well, a portion of the trail up overlooking the Athabasca Glacier is this red chair and you just sit there and it's just like, I can't believe I'm literally sitting on this Adirondack backed relaxation chair and just enjoying the view here. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Some people take finding those red chairs really seriously. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we go, we're just kind of like, oh, there's a red chair here. You know, like, (laughs) yep, we found it, but not on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it is really fun and they do mark some of the best views in the parks. Wilcox Pass to me is it's similar to Parker Ridge where you just get up there and you're like, well, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah. It just blows you away. It yeah. literally it, it Lord of the Rings reference number two. Okay. So it's kind of like on Fellowship of the Ring when Frodo, after he has that fight with Boromir and he kind of grows up to the top of that hill and he sees a chair and he goes and sits in the chair and that's when he sees the eye for the first time. It's kind of like sitting in that chair. That's what sitting on some of these red chairs feels like. It's just like the whole world suddenly zooms into you and it's just like, you know, (laughs) it's super cool. (laughs) I don't 
remember that part of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. But yeah, I love the red chairs. I love Wilcox Pass. And then you really start getting deeper into Jasper after you leave that area. Yeah. Well, and Jasper is the largest national park in the Canadian Rockies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Jasper, like, A lot of people talk about going to Banff and Jasper, Mm -hmm. but I feel like most people's focus is on Banff. Right. And Jasper is kind of a little bit of an afterthought. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just barely make it into Jasper because they make it to the Columbia ice fields and then they turn back around. Yeah. And Jasper is really daunting because of its size. Mm -hmm. There are just like lots of really big hikes you're deep in the mountains. You're pretty far north for us Americans. Yeah. You know, you haven't even, I don't think you've even hit like halfway through Canada, but like <laughs> you're you're up by Edmonton, which is a colder, mm-hmm. uh, less populated part of Canada as yeah. you keep heading north. And Jasper, I don't know. I think you probably agree with me though, that the ruggedness and the wildness of Jasper makes it, Better? Do I say better than Banff? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because the city isn't as big and it's not as busy. Yeah, I think if you're looking for the more traditional national park experience, Jasper feels that way a little bit more. There's more focus on the outdoor adventures, right? um, And not as much focus on like the luxury Uh that you find in Banff. Yeah. And I think there's a bit, I don't know whose joke this is, so it's definitely not mine, but there's a bit where it talks about how Canada has like one freeway. You're basically (laughs) going from like east to west and it's a lot closer to like Calgary and stuff like that. You're a lot further north. And so you're far away from the one freeway in Canada, you know? And so the population centers are a lot smaller. Jasper, the town of Jasper in Jasper is it, it it's like an old railroad town. And so it's significantly smaller than Banff. It doesn't have like the fashion or the dining scene. You no, know, but we the, did go to some great restaurants there. Yeah, exactly. I that, remember, What was that called? Alba? Alba. Alba Alba restaurant. That was really good. Oh, I had the best oxtail spaghetti of my life. And that's the only place I've ever had oxtail. So it's competing against itself. But it was so good. <laughs> it was good. That's the first time we ever got a charcuterie board. That was like before it was popular uh-huh. here. Yeah. And they had charcuterie boards and we're like, what's this? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had such small <laughs> yeah, you were cut pickles. You were you disappointed, know? I think. No, it was, it was really tasty. It was tasty, but it was, it's never enough food for you. Yeah. It, so, it was yeah. Delicious. So we, I think... We would both agree we probably prefer the ambiance of Jasper National Park as hikers and outdoorsmen, right? Correct. And outdoors women. Correct. Outdoors people. Yeah. (laughs) So what's... (laughs) Wilder people. (laughs) What you'll find in Jasper, kind of the most popular thing, I think, that people see pictures and they're like, I've got to go there. This is why I'm going to Jasper is to go see a uh, Spirit Island uh-huh. in yes. Moline Lake. So you take this boat tour to Spirit Island, which is just a fantastic nature experience. Yeah. The boat tour itself wasn't great, but when you get to Spirit Island, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Our photos of there, I mean, they are just, wow, where is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's probably picture a mountain wilderness, you know, with a lake and a tiny island and like the most idyllic setting possible. And it that's is. It. it looks like heaven. Yeah, it does. It's what you would imagine the most beautiful place on earth to look like, I feel yeah. like. Oh, it was incredible. So, it yeah. is incredible. So you've got you've got Spirit Island, you've got Moline Canyon, mm-hmm. which is not by Moline Lake. I mean, it's kind of by Moline Lake, but that's like a series of trails that you can walk. That place is always super busy, but it's really pretty. You're walking like along a gorge Mm -hmm. with waterfalls and you can kind of choose your own adventure as to how far you want to hike and and what you want to see. So that's really popular. Do you know what my favorite part of Jasper is? Path of the Glacier? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. 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 So you can drive up. It's a side road. You drive up to Mount Edith Cavell. And when you get up to the parking area up there, you walk the path of the glacier 
trail, which is a pretty easy trail, but it takes you right up close to the glaciers on Mount Edith Cavell. Mm -hmm. And if you even go beyond that, if, if you hike a little further, it takes you up to like this ridge where you're overlooking a pool of water <laughs> where mm -hmm. the glaciers, just, it's like a hanging glacier. So it's off the cliffs. That area to me was just like mind blown. Even after all the other stuff we yeah, saw, yeah. the first time I went to Mount Edith Cavell after visiting Banff and after going up the Icefields Parkway and everything, I get up there and I was just like, oh, <laughs> I just, I, no words. Right. No and we words. just talked about how like idyllic uh, Spirit Island is, you know, and then you get to this other location, you go up the path of the glacier and the name of the glacier is Angel Glacier. And so it's literally... Because it looks like angel wings up on the cliff. Yeah. And so you're down below this glacier. It's not... I mean, everything is huge, but it doesn't look like it's that far away from you. And it's just incredible. It literally is just clinging to the cliffs. It, the, the water down is just so beautiful, turquoise green. And one of my favorite things... I loved all the amount of pica in the area. There were a lot of pikas up there. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. so pretty. But the whole, the whole, I could like, I was right there. Like everything is so big and so in your it's face. In your face. And even taking a picture, it's like you can't even get the whole scene mm -hmm. because it's just so in your face. Yeah. You'll find a theme with me is a lot of times my favorite places or places where I just stand there and I feel like the whole landscape is just covering me. Yeah. Like it's just like those in your face feelings where you're just like, I am just a tiny dot on this planet. Uh -huh. And the glacier could calve right now mm -hmm. and fall into the pond and all the water would come up and cover us all up. <laughs> And that to me is just like one of the most beautiful sites where it's just like something could happen right now and I would just be like a blip yeah. in time, you yeah. know? And oh, yeah. Covered so, in a tsunami of yeah. glacier. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, just... So I love that area. Oh, it was so cool. It's so pretty. Are there red chairs there? Do you remember if there's red chairs at that spot? I don't remember. Okay. I don't recall. I don't think so. Okay. I think you're right. I don't think there should be red chairs there because it was, but where would you put them? Because every, it's which direction would you face the chairs? Because it was such a cool landscape all around you. And I mentioned pika a minute ago. If you don't know what pika are, it's like the cutest version of an animal. So for the kids that are listening, especially, it's kind of like Pikachu, but even smaller. So like, Pichu. Oh, <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, Pichu. Yeah. Which, by the way, I still have a problem with. <laughs> Because he evolves based on his friendship rating, you know. So <laughs> We've had a lot of talks about that at our house. Our kids that's love not, Pokemon. Yes, exactly. But anyways, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyways, Pikachu, I mean, P Pika, Pika. Whoa, I'm all screwed up. <laughs> it's called a Pika. <laughs> it's called a Pika. And it's a little rodent <laughs> that's really cute. I hate rodents in general, but... These ones are so cute. They're cute. And they, and they make, make cute fun. little noises. You can yeah. hear them while you're hiking. So. Yes. So they're they're awesome. But yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. We can move away from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few other places that I really like in Jasper, Athabasca Falls. You've got the Valley of the Five Lakes, Old Fort Point. That one did have red chairs. I remember that. Yep. Um, I think Valley of the Five Lakes does too. There's a few big lakes that you can play in, stand-up paddleboard, kayak, stuff like that, like Pyramid, Edith, Annette. I think the last thing I want to mention about Jasper is the Sulphur Skyline Trail. Yes, that one beats you up, man. That is a hard trail. It's a hard trail. <laughs> and I think when we read about it before actually doing it, people were like, it's like hard harder hardest it's three <laughs> different sections of trail uh -huh. and that was a hundred percent the experience because you get going and your legs are like oh what's this mm -hmm. what are you doing and you hike like that for a little while and you're you're like okay like i can manage this that's mm -hmm. fine and then you hit this point where it's just like all of a sudden everything is like woof, steep yep <laughs> you know and your legs are already kind of like why are you doing this to me? And then you get on the second part of the trail and it's pretty darn steep and your legs are screaming at you. And then you get up like above the tree line mm -hmm. once you hit that tundra area. And then it's just like 
almost scrambling yeah. <laughs> up to the top. Oh, man, it's so steep. So you're already super tired because you've literally been going up the whole time. Uh-huh. And then you reach this last point where it's just like, oh, nope. I don't <laughs> I don't think I have the strength to, to uh, scramble up over these rocks and stuff to reach the top. But then you get to the top and, man alive, like the mountain views... <laughs> It's, in every direction and it's like a spine it's like a ridge back mm-hmm. of mountains yeah just the views oh my gosh you can so see amazing. so far it's so cool and it's, you're exactly right you see and it's like multiple spines of mountains that yeah. you can see it's really cool yeah. but you have to work to get there Man, you do, but there are hot springs <laughs> down at the bottom not my favorite hot springs but it is really nice to stop there at the end of that hike because your body is mad at you by that point. Yeah, it's because you've just put yourself through the whole workout montage of Rocky Four. <laughs> Basically, if you remember that one, it's where Rocky, the Russian guy, do a lot of running, you know, and then the, the, the Russian keeps is on a treadmill and they keep increasing the 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 grade at which he's running up. And Rocky, by the end, is just scrambling to the top of this snow-capped peak. And then he finally gets to the top and he's like, Drago, Drago, Drago. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's hard. It's awesome. Yeah. So that's the Sulphur Skyline Trail if you want to feel like Rocky. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so many cool things to do up there in Jasper. After that, oh, I forgot to mention, I would try to... So if you have two weeks in these Canadian parks, I would try to spend basically a full week between Banff the Icefields Parkway and Jasper. That area right there really deserves a good majority of your time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're talking two to three days in Jasper probably to get to the main stuff. And again, if you have more time, take it. But uh, that's that's a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. for that area so at that point then you're driving back down the Icefields parkway again which is great Woo-hoo. you get to enjoy that because we're heading over to yoho national park mm-hmm. which is down there it's right down there by banff it's by the lake louise part of banff you're not that far like maybe half an hour Tops, from lake yeah. louise mm-hmm. when it's you're a lot in closer yoho. than you think it is yeah and yoho i think we love yoho yeah Not only because you feel like you're a pirate every time you say the name and really bad eggs stood off my heart as yo-ho. Just by saying the name, you have a smile on your face because you feel like a pirate. That park is just a whole lot of awesome packed into a really small area. And so it's super cool. And there are two main areas I think that we really like. And I bet you would agree the Lake O'Hara area and then the, the Ice Line Trail area. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Lake O'Hara first, because I still dream of the carrot cake that I (laughs) ate up there. Um, That's one thing I feel like the Canadian parks do really well is Mm -hmm. they like have food while you hike. Yeah, the tea houses, (laughs) the tea tea houses are a really fun novelty. But the one at Lake O'Hara has the best food because it has the carrot cake. And I think I don't remember them having anything else really. We just ordered carrot cake and it's like (laughs) 10 bucks for a slice. I mean, you're like way overpaying. Yeah. And I think like we bought a couple at the beginning of our hike Mm -hmm. and then we came back down and we're like, gotta have more. We're like counting our change. (laughs) How much Canadian do you have? Do they take American? I know. You have to pay in cash at these tea houses and we're just like, we need more carrot cake, more carrot cake. So <laughs> and we were we're running out of cash and so we're planning a caper to take some back with us. <laughs> we're going to steal some, okay? Oh, it Kids. was so delicious. But Lake O'Hara, so that area is it's tricky because what makes it so special also makes it kind of frustrating, mm-hmm. which is that they don't let you drive your own vehicle up in there. You actually have to get a reservation for a shuttle. Mm-hmm. And they don't take very many people. On those shuttles. I mean, it's like, I want to say you're probably, I mean, it's got to be less than like 60 people a day. 
Yeah. Or it, so. 60 or 70. It felt really yeah. sparse people-wise up there. And so you have to get these shuttle reservations, which are very hard to get. We actually lucked out. We got them the first time we tried, and it was just fantastic. Yeah. And then I wanted more carrot cake. Um, <laughs> so we were going to go back up this uh, last trip to Canada we took, and then we ended up having to cancel that mm-hmm. because of your back. Yep. Um, John has back problems. Boo hoo. And so nothing a good amount of carrot cake couldn't have healed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, but we were lucky enough to get those Lake O'Hara reservations again mm-hmm. that next time. And it's just, it's really hard. So if you're able to get them, you're like considered very lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't get the shuttle reservations, you can make reservations at the campground or there is a lodge up there that will also get you up in that area. But basically, there's just not very many people there and some of the most epic hiking trails in mm-hmm. the Canadian Rockies. Oh, yeah. So we love the Harkness Ledges. Yeah, that, that one, one was crazy. So cool. That one was so pretty. Uh, and then there's some lakes up there you can hike up to. You can hike to like a really cool overlook of Lake O'Hara with the mountains around it. That's my screensaver on my laptop right now because mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> so beautiful. Yes, that whole area, and you're just you're not sharing it with very many people. Yeah. And there's carrot cake. So what that's more where can I, you ask for? Yeah, and that's where I fell in love with larches. Like yes. that's where I found out that they even existed. Yeah. If you don't know what a larch is, but it's like a pine tree where the needles change color in the fall and winter and fall off. And so you've got all these big, beautiful pine trees with orangey yellow pine needles. Yeah. It's super cool. Uh, that was awesome. I know. We'd never been like far enough north to even know what larches are. They have them in Glacier too, mm-hmm. but we just didn't realize that that was a thing <laughs> till we got up to Canada. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the Lake O'Hara area. So if you want to go there, you really do have to plan it out well in advance. You've got to try to get those tickets and they are hard to get. But if you can get them, that is one of my favorite places in the Canadian Rockies. Out of all these parks we've talked about, Mm -hmm. I think Lake O'Hara is near the very top of the list of must do if you can. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The other area that you mentioned, like up by the Ice Line Trail, that's the uh, Takaka Falls. Takaka! 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've also got Emerald Lake. Mm-hmm. You've got um, spiral tunnels, which are cool. There's a lot of trains that go through there, and there's oh, these yeah, special that's... tunnels these trains go through. Uh huh. You've got Wapta Falls that you can hike to on the other end of Yoho. So it's not a very big park, but there are some really epic things to do here. Yeah, exactly. And Takaka Falls is the tallest waterfall in the Canadian Rockies. It's pretty impressive. It's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you can hike all up in there too. I mean, even if you don't want to do the whole Ice Line Trail... Mm-hmm. Um, that's up there in the Takaka Falls area. Um, you can there's other trails there right in the valley that you can start on or that you can hike just a portion of. We love hiking that area. The views are just fantastic. Yeah, it's so hard to choose. I don't think I could ever choose a favorite. <laughs> There's so many great things. I just love that area. Yeah. So for Yoho, if you can give yourself about two days, one day for Lake O'Hara and then one day for like the Takaka Falls area, Mm -hmm. uh, that's sufficient for a first time visit. You can cover a lot of ground in that amount of time. And then from there, we're heading over. You only have to drive 45 minutes from Yoho to get over to Kootenai National Park. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the crazy thing. I mean, when you look at these drive times, so you've got like Waterton, which is not very far from Glacier. You've got to drive pretty far between Waterton and Banff. But once you get up to Banff, you're just like, oh, it's just an hour over to Yoho and it's just a few hours up to Jasper and then you're close to Kootenai too, you know. So you really can hit all these parks pretty easily while you're in the area but a lot of people don't go to yoho Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have no idea what kootenai is (laughs) i know it's awesome it's kind of a a sweet little hidden gem i I don't know kootenai is really neat it's a really cool place i liked it a lot i don't think i've ever seen so many bighorn sheep comfortable around people like that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they hang out uh, by the campground and they're just like, they're posing for you right there on the yeah. mountainside. There's a bunch of them, huge horns. It was so cool. But my favorite trail in Kootenai 
is the Stanley Glacier Trail. That one is so cool. And I actually, I found a new hero on that trail because when we did that one, it's a good amount of work. It's not as hard as like the Sulphur Skyline Trail up in Jasper, but it's a good climb to get up to the Stanley Glacier. But when we got up there, there was a woman up there that looked like she was 120 years old and she was just solo hiking. You know, she wasn't a part of a group or anything like that, but she was hiking faster than me. (laughs) She was crushing it, man. Life goals. Yes. I want that to be me. (laughs) It was so cool. I looked at my son Jackson, who was hiking next to me, and I was like, dude, we got to pick this up. (laughs) (laughs) Can't let her beat us. Yeah. Or we can, because she was like a mountain goat. <laughs> yeah, she was amazing. It was incredible. <laughs> the Stanley Glacier Trail is, I I think, the main thing. If you can do a longer trail in mm-hmm. Kootenai, because Kootenai is a lot of long trails. Yeah. You're not as, like the mountains aren't as in your face, I would mm-hmm. say, in Kootenai as they are in like Jasper. Yeah. So you got to work a little bit harder to get back into the mountains. And so, yeah, it is It is a lot of longer trails, but it's definitely worth a day or two to go there and to see how beautiful it is. If you can hike the Stanley Glacier, definitely spend some hours doing that. There's paint pots. Um, Marble Canyon is really popular. That one is really neat. Yeah, I really liked Marble Canyon. There's some bridges and paths that go over this really... It's it's a lot like Moline Canyon up in yeah, Jasper. Yeah, it is. It's it's very Moline Canyon-esque. Yeah, but the rocks are a little bit more marbly, as in the name. You know, you get some really cool patterns in the cliff sides, and so that's pretty cool. This is a shorter trail that you can do with your family. Yeah, it follows the cliffs of this gorge with some waterfalls and things like that, too. So, yeah, yeah that area is really neat. You've also got... Radium Hot Springs, uh-huh. which, I mean, that's what's kind of fun about these Canadian Rocky Parks is there are, I think in most of the parks, they do have some type of hot spring that you can soak in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we say hot springs, we're talking, I mean, it's like a developed area. It's not like Idaho, <laughs> right. where you go to Idaho and you can just like sit in the river and have these hot springs coming up. Yeah, this is more like a it's a pool filled with heated earth water. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's what Radium Hot Springs is. Uh, but it's really fun if you've got a family with you. And then you can eat German food. Yeah. It was pretty pretty good. I've never had uh, as good a schnitzel. as a Schnitzel and <laughs> spatzel. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very, it was a surprise. It is really good. I liked that a lot. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, the town right there is heavily German influenced and it's got some fun architecture and some fun, really delicious restaurants. And so if you're wanting to try some German food, that's another option right there in Kootenai. Mm-hmm. So Kootenai, again, uh, it's it's one of those that a lot of people don't go to, but it is definitely worth a stop while you're already up there in that area. Mm-hmm. It's just really beautiful, beautiful yeah. little park. Yeah. And then as you leave Kootenai, You know, depending on if you want to go back down through Banff and go back to the east side of everything, you can. But Well, yeah, because it's only two hours to Calgary from Kootenai. Yeah. So that's what's crazy. That's what I'm saying. You know, you really, it's easy to fly into Calgary and hit all five of these parks. Mm -hmm. Because even though you're spending a lot of time in this area, you're not that far from your starting point right? at any given time. So um, that's what makes it really nice. But yeah, Kootenai is only two hours from Calgary. So that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are wanting to go back down to Glacier National Park in America, it's only about four and a half hours to whitefish mm-hmm. from Kootenai. So you're going down and cutting over and then ending up on the west side of Glacier. Right. Um, Whitefish is just, it's really close to the Kalispell Airport. So if you fly into Kalispell to see Glacier and then go up into Canada, you just loop right back down around, go down to Whitefish, and then you're you're right there in Kalispell. Yeah. And if you do take that route where you go south from Kootenai, you'll actually get to see a lot of the lakes and the rivers that are the headwaters of the Columbia River, which is super cool. And it's a ton of water. Yeah, so much water. So much water in Canada. 
<laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Can you tell we're from the desert where it's just like we notice all the water <laughs> everywhere? Like, oh my gosh, all this water. Like, we need to get this down into Utah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh, we do notice it a lot. It's so green. Look at everything. We're no- used to a lot of red rock and things like that. So, but yeah, it's so, oh, I love the Canadian Rockies. These national parks are incredible. They're so much fun. Yeah. I mean, you can't take a better road trip. I, in fact, I have to say, we were having a conversation on Facebook about Glacier and uh, things you need to know before you go to Glacier. And someone commented that something you need to know before you go to Glacier is that you should go to Glacier first <laughs> before going to the Canadian Rockies. Uh, and I had to laugh because I do kind of feel that way as well. It's mm-hmm. like, I love Glacier down to the bottom of my heart. I love Glacier National Park. But Canada, those Canadian Rocky Parks, I feel like are just like on steroids. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is just so much bigger and in your face. And there's like so much more wildlife. And there's so many more glaciers. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's definitely, if you've got the time and you're in the area, Get up into Canada. Maybe we'll do more episodes about this because I just feel like I'm just like (laughs) bursting with more things to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, But you will find articles. I have articles for Banff and Jasper Mm -hmm. on Dirt in My Shoes. Um, I'm kind of, I don't know if I really want to like go too deep into the Canadian parks just because I'm like, I've got the American parks Uh (laughs) taking a lot of my time and energy, (laughs) but you will find a few things about the Canada parks. If you have any questions, again, you can leave us a message, dirtinmyshoes.com slash podcast, and we'd be happy to answer those for you. But hopefully you get into Canada and you can eat some beaver tails and drink some syrup (laughs) and just Not straight, not straight. What? It's delicious. You totally can drink it straight. Drink syrup? Uh, yeah. Yeah, try it. <laughs> That's totally Will Ferrell elf-esque. <laughs> yeah. We elves live yeah. by the four shirt, the four But this cords. is the good stuff. We get the good <laughs> stuff in Canada. So have a great trip and we can't wait to see you out on the trail. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.